I'm here with Dr. Heiko Krude. He's head of the department for rare diseases at the Berlin Charité. Hi, thanks for having me today. Welcome. We just saw a report of a patient who was made aware of his condition, that it's his name, ALS, after he saw the ice bucket challenge, which was quite a spectacular procedure. Is it very important that we have more such fundraising campaigns? Yes, obviously. And uh, it was a very good example that uh, for the rare disease topic, uh, this uh, public recognition is absolutely helpful. So indeed we need more of that. What is the definition of a rare disease? In principle it's, uh, it's the border where the expertise uh, in, in the system is not enough that all patients with this rare disease will find help in the system. Maybe some of the normal experts will know the disease but we have other diseases in the range um, of uh, 20 patients known worldwide. And those are called uh, orphan diseases? So orphan disease is a disease when we don't even have the name for the disease. Um, but rare disease is a disease where we have a name. And do all those rare diseases have something in common next to that they are quite rare? Yeah, indeed. The common problems and the common topics are first that the diagnosis is always very late in these patients because no one knows the disease, no one thinks about the disease and they, they are years in the system on the way to find the diagnosis. The second problem is that there are no, in, not enough experts so if you imagine 8,000 different rare diseases, you don't have the experts for well, all 8,000, yeah. but every patient with a disease, at least in the high developed healthcare systems, has a right to have an expert and, and at least to find the expert somewhere in the world. And the third common problem is that uh, when there might be a chance to develop a new mm, uh, treatment uh, and, and a, new, a new drug that it's very difficult to convince the pharma mm. industry to invest in this, uh, in this new drug development there's because no money in it. There's yeah. not, it, it's, it's okay but it, it has been already addressed that all these three problems are common and, uh, and, and for that we need these centers. What do you do better than I do? Uh, not better, <laughs> but we have some, so we, we uh, after, let's say, analyzing the, the, the problem over a long time, the, we, we have two main tools, so to say. We have time, mm -hmm. and the second thing, what we are doing, what you cannot do in a, in a general practitioner, is uh, that we organize uh, interdisciplinary case conferences mm -hmm. where all the experts come together to really uh, think about the patient in a holistic way mm -hmm. that uh, not each one thinks only about the liver or the heart or the brain so that they come together. You see a lot of patients with rare diseases, some patients there which stick in your mind? One patient uh, which is for me the most in, yeah, intense patient was a, was a, was a girl uh, which has been referred to us at an age of six months with severe obesity, what is absolutely common, mm -hmm. uncommon in this, uh, in this age. And in addition to this uh, extreme obesity, uh, there was a uh, un very unusual uh, endocrine hormone deficiency. Okay. And at that time, um, even these symptoms together have not been described in, in, in terms that it's an orphan disease and, and, and at the time we, we worked a lot about that in, mm -hmm. with an interdisciplinary team and we really found uh, the, the diagnosis and it was a defect on which um, by, by, by which we could explain the whole, the whole disease and now the disease has a name and, and the lucky part of this story is that, uh, that after a long time mm -hmm. uh, we, we were now also successful to 
to develop a new treatment for this girl based on this recognition of, of the disease and, and now she's a normal weight because okay. you could really substitute what is missing. And here's the scary statistic from Germany about rare diseases. It takes an average patient with a rare disease 6.5 years from the outbreak of symptoms until he sees a specialist. And in the meantime, he tried 10 doctors, two or three wrong diagnoses were made, and he has put himself through two or three wrongful surgical interventions. So this is quite an odyssey. How does this affect the patients? So they don't know what the disease is. They have no idea what they can expect. There's no idea if, if they will find someone who can treat it. So this uncertainty is a, is a real, real problem. And the second point, which, which is also uh, really, really tough for the patients, that they feel alone in the system. So mm -hmm. there is no one with whom they can really discuss their disease. And, right. and if you are ill, you expect experts in a healthcare system. And if you always only find someone who says, oh, I don't know. It's really frightening. I don't know. This is really a problem. Yeah, it's yes. frightening. Yes, yeah. indeed. Yeah. So um, sometimes the patients hear from their doctors that uh, all the problems are just psychological. So how can you distinguish between psychosomatic problems and really somatic problems? Yeah. If you really have a um, for a long time, this uncertainty about your diagnosis, this brings you in a, in a, in a completely different psychological level. And um, at, at the end, you cannot really discriminate. Is it a primary psychological disease or is it just, not just, or is that the reaction to the somatic disease? And, and you need uh, also for that an interdisciplinary team to, to, to tackle that. Uh, and, and, and we are working together uh, with, uh, with colleagues from the psychosomatic department so that we really um, uh, offer the patients that we, that we really think about all aspects in this context. Many causes of um, rare diseases are genetic, but they can occur in adults, not only in kids. Yeah, yeah this, is, uh, this is possible. So we have um, from this 8,000 mentioned uh, rare diseases, uh, approximately 70-80% are genetic okay. and, uh, and most of them they manifest uh, in, in, in childhood but several of them also manifest later in life so that you have in childhood only very subtle symptoms but later on then you get really ill. The diagnostic tool we also need for the adult patients is also the genetic uh, sequencing, so the, the, the new genetic techniques. You say that even if you cannot treat a genetic disease it is still important to give the patient the diagnosis. We can estimate the prognosis of the patient. So when it's a known disease, it, it might, might be that, that, we, that we can expect after f four, five further years of the disease course that the, possibly a diabetes will manifest. So we will not wait until the symptoms of the diabetes. So then we can screen for this manifestation and this will help the patient not to run into severe symptoms. Um, and then one important point is that when, as soon as we have the diagnosis, we don't have to do much more further investigations. And finally, um, we have also several diseases um, where we can really treat. And we can develop treatment based on the molecular defect we can find by the genetic diagnosis. Thanks so much for having me here today. Thank Thanks. you.